Right, welcome to your favourite show, Nope, I'm Out, where we encourage you to give up, we'll inspire you to throw in the towel, and hopefully you'll quit that experience, job, situation that's no longer serving you. Right now, I have my amazing guest here, Stephanie, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm all good. Oh, why'd you laugh? <laughs> no, because I waved. Um, I'm, all, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me here. Amazing. I'm excited. Uh, amazing, amazing. Well, we're going to play a quick game. I know you had no idea that we were going to do this. No. So what we're going to do is I'm going to pick a random letter or someone behind the camera is going to pick a random letter. Okay. Okay. And we're going to have to go back and forth naming some category, basically. So it could be food, could be countries, um, could be cars could be actresses. Which one of these categories do you want? Let's do food. Food. Ooh, ooh, okay, all right. Ooh, okay. We'll see how long you go. I've been playing this with other guests as well, so we'll see how long you go. Three, two, you're gonna go first, or do you want to go first? I'll go first. Okay, cool. Three, two, one, go. Grapes. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Grapes. Grapes? We said K. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right, I missed oh that part. Again. Okay, right, you're gonna explain right. the again. Let, okay, let's do a little. Let's, let's just do a little game. tester. Let's pick G for example, right? Mm -hmm. And if we do food, you'll say grapes for example. Yeah. I would say God knows what I would say. Okay, okay. Would, you get okay, what I mean? Got you, got you. But we're doing K basically. Okay. You know what got I mean? You. So three. Do you want to do G? We can do G if you want to. But we can, we Let's can do G. Okay, cool. Three. <laughs> what am I going to say for G? That is crazy. Um, oh, okay. Three, two, one, go. Grapes. Garden egg. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's so funny, yeah? I don't think one person has made it past like one response. So Goujon. five seconds Goujon. and 12 other seconds. Goujon. So Goujon. Goujon is a type of chicken nugget, is it? It doesn't it not? matter. You eat it. What's what? What's a goujon? It's a they were like chicken goujon. It's chicken covered in butter and fried. But that's it's a specific type of. Okay, cool. That's what we're doing. I, I, should I resume it then? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Go on. I just said one. Okay, garlic bread. <sighs> grapefruit. <laughs> that is, you said great before. Um, Doesn't matter. Um, uh, this is so bad because on a normal day. Um, we're talking about today. Um, <laughs> Uh, so a Gary to me tastes like, it tastes like accidental, if you get what I mean. It tastes like something that like they kind of stumbled across and then were like, <laughs> <laughs> do you get what I mean? Like, oh, okay, let's go on with it. Like Ebba, for example, yeah. Let me tell you what my backstory of Ebba is, in my opinion. This is what happened. There must have been Gary on the floor. It must have rained. Do you get what I mean? Where it's rained now and the rain has cleared up. Do you get what I mean? That's what's left. And people are thinking, oh, okay. Do you get what I mean? Uh, maybe we're yeah, maybe we hate this. Because it doesn't look intentional. You, I don't think Ebba is intentional. Ebba looks like an accident. Like, do you get what I mean? Me personally, innit? If you agree, do you know what I mean? What makes you Comment below. Stuff? Right. <laughs> Introduce yourself, sunshine. Right. I'm Stephanie. Nice to see you. Um... How do I introduce myself? I guess I'm a creative. Yeah. Uh, a multidisciplinary. Multi, multi creative. Multifaceted. Creative. <laughs> um, I direct. 
Um, I design. Mm. I do a few bits and bobs. These, you um, know when pe people come on here yeah, and say bits and bobs, and the bits are bobbing because they're doing like <laughs> massive things, and they try and make it come. Try try come on the show, and make it look like. Do you get what I mean? They only just started, but it's fine. Um, when was the last time you said nope? I'm out. Um, it was a project that I was offered to make a film, um, mm. to advertise a program that I actually did, um, mm. um, and. I actually really wanted to do it and I then had to really think about one how practical it was at the time I was working on a personal project at the same time and the timeline seemed to run concurrently yeah um the budget was quite small which meant that um I would have to heavily I like I can't hire people to do certain stuff mm. we a lot of the bulk of it would be between us that has been create, like selected to do it. So I knew it would be quite intensive if I want to make it good. And I just had to be realistic mm. about how practical it would be for me to work on the project as much as I wanted to. And yeah. like, the programme had done a lot for me. But mm. I know what... I've said yes to things in the past that mm. haven't been handled so, yeah, <laughs> so gra properly. gracefully in the end and I ended up regretting it and I just had to think back to that and say yeah let me just yeah respect myself and respect them as well because sometimes when you say yes to things that you were really supposed to say no to mm. you, the stuff that you produce isn't necessarily qual the quality yeah the actual content ends anyway. up like suffering because exactly. you don't have the, the, the bandwidth yeah, okay, exactly. so directing, um, mm. take us back to the beginning. I know SBTV had like a big mm. part to play in mm, that. Mm, mm, um, mm. Yeah, what was that experience like? Um, so that was, the, that was really the beginning. Um, I was at uni at the time, final year. Mm. Um, and Studying what, sorry? Studying retailing, marketing and management. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so I was in the business school. Started off with management sciences first, change course. Mm. Um, I was just trying to get as close to creative as I could. So you said no come out even for the degree? Even for the degree. Yeah. It started from the degree, I said no come out. Um, I actually was thinking to even... I wanted to change course completely, but then mm. going the my the course that I wanted to do wasn't at my uni, it was elsewhere. I actually wanted to do what you did, philosophy. Is it? But there's no philosophy enough for us. So, oh, um, yeah, uh, philosophy um, is great, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I transitioned into like the most creative side of business mm. that I could be in. So I didn't have to start again or anything. That was the good thing about it. It was a change, but it wasn't a massive change. Mm. Um, final year came. Um, and I'm a bit of a dabbler. I just have my hands in a few things that just because I like to experiment um, mm. and have fun with things. So yeah, in my final year, I was like, oh, film. Hmm. I don't know. I've never tried this one before. Mm. Um, had been doing like graphic design, um, photography, um, that kind of stuff alongside my degree. And then the opportunity came up with SBTV to, for like 40 young people to make a short film. Um, and like they would basically um, pay us to make it um, and mentor us through the process. We didn't actually do too much work. To yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, but I was like, this sounds like a good deal. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I applied. I just, I did, it was like a video, a little video application. Um, I hate those. Um, but yeah, I got into that programme. Did you have to just kind of explain like your motivation? Yeah, you like why? Like a film, like for the application? No, no, no. It was literally just like, a video explaining why I actually wanted to be on the programme, mm. what it would mean to me, that kind of 
vibe. And then I think there was actual questions to write that. I can't, mm. Mm. It was a while back. It was a while back. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I remember doing the video because I was at, in my uni room, recorded it over and over again. I hate mm. video applications. So I remember that one was a video. Um, got onto it. I was like, cool. So I came back from uni for the weekend just to do that. And like, they really walked us through like the process um, and like what what the crew is made up of. Okay, this is what a director does, a producer does. And for the for that program, I was in the production mm. department. So I was doing like all the producery stuff, finding locations, that kind of stuff. And they literally just broke down to us like what each person does. And mm. I was like, this is interesting. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't know. I, I'm. This is all very new to me, but I was like, I feel like this is, I'm in the right place. Yeah. Um, not necessarily on the right team though, because this production, they're like, yeah, let's go and find locations. I was like, mm. Yeah, yeah, you weren't really, that part <laughs> of it specifically. Really, yeah, so I was really like, I don't know you. if I'm in the right um, specific role, area. Mm. but this whole film world, I was like, this is exciting. Mm. And I was like, yeah, I think it's I, I think I'm that's super, know. I think that's super interesting because um, unless you study at university, I, I personally wouldn't really know where to go to find out like, anything like about that field unless you kind of just type it into youtube do you know what i mean so around what time was as in what time in the year like was this like because you're at uni this was, i assume you have like exams yeah, this was well. like october i think it was october okay, okay. It's like 2018 yeah okay. i think um yeah so mm. it was around that time just before like coursework season started kicking in mm. um and yeah it was just it was a good deep dive into the film world and mm. just it gave me the opportunity to meet people as well because I didn't know anyone in the industry. And yeah. then obviously Jamal, um, rest his soul, um, mm. I met him on the... And I was a massive... Yeah. I still am, of course, yeah. um, a massive fan of Jamal. And I remember I was on the course and he walked in and I was like... You, you know what's so crazy? So like, um, obviously it's interesting that you're speaking about Jamal because he was my introduction into that whole world um, as well. Just after winning some competition, funny enough, yep. to go and meet him. Mm. <laughs> um, um, yeah, got to see him and everything. And we were just talking about the show that we're going to film and all this kind of stuff and mentorship and everything. And it's funny because um, when you grow up seeing somebody like that, when you meet them in person, um, it's almost there's something quite surreal just about the whole thing, especially him specifically, 100%. just because like he has been, um, and I say has just because like his work and his you know legacy is still uh, alive. Uh, he's been around like for a very, very long time. Like, I literally grew up watching like SBTV mm. and I'm sure you did as well. And so it's just crazy how like a lot of the people I speak to in this space, that was basically like their first kind of introduction to pretty much anything, basically. Um, definitely. I find that like super, super interesting. But go on, yeah, you met him. Yeah, that was, yeah, definitely was the case for me as well. It's funny, there is many stories. Yeah, like, yeah. Many, many stories yeah. like that. But yeah, like, walked in and I just remember, like, I was just so happy. And I was yeah. like, oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> and he's probably um, like, you're probably like down to earth, right? So yeah, normal. Yeah, yeah. So normal. Um, and obviously I was just starting out. So he was one of the first people that like, inspired me that mm. I had actually met and mm. I just remember feeling so like important mm. in terms of like it's it's not just him and we're just these kids that are mm. he really like you could see that he believed mm. in us and what we were doing and what we had to say and what we had to create and mm. I remember even just asking him like I'd love for you to be a part of whatever I'm making yeah, <laughs> yeah. in the future 
Yeah. And he was like, yeah, don't forget me. He was saying to me that yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> I yeah, said so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but like, I just remember just leaving that interaction and feeling like... Empowered. Yeah, yeah. empowered. Um, and going on after that programme, that was the start. After that, I said, yeah, I'm leaving uni and this, I think this is it. This is what I'm going to do. I think that's so... Um, I just think it's so powerful because... Um, I just think obviously it speaks to him as a person and everything mm. like I remember him even saying to me like yeah I'm going to celebrate like your successes like like they're mine type of thing and this is somebody that even then when you met him and I actually met him the year after you met him um, this is someone who's like he's absolutely like flying in his career at this point um, so much so that like most of the things he does are like behind the scenes like in some poetic kind of way um, but he still kind of finds time to you know um, help people in this way and then mm. because of that interaction you now kind of say to yourself actually like I believe that this is something that I can do now like mm. I'm, a, I'm about to go ahead and and do something with this right mm -hmm. um, so what did the path like look like to you as in how did you think you From were going to move forward yeah because you're in final year at this point yeah um, so mm. I'm going to backtrack first because I think it wasn't just that I think what first enabled me to even jump on the program was the fact that I did a year out the mm. year before, mm. and I had I studied abroad in Singapore. Oh yeah, um, yeah. For six months, um, and I had a lot of time to think. Mm. I've never spent so much time mm. with myself in my life. Mm. <laughs> so, um, in that time, I was like, "Am I am I doing the right thing? Like, yeah, this marketing thing is cool, but like, I know how creative I I am." Um, and I was like, is this, is this really it? And then I was like, oh, like, I started thinking back to when I was young, like, what did I love when I was young? young what yeah. did I do when I was young? And I was like, oh. like, I loved stories. I loved reading. Um, I loved that stuff. And I was like, what happened? Yeah. Like, I started asking questions. And that's why as soon as I got back to uni and the SBTV thing came up, I said, let's, let's tap into yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's double and down. And see. Um, so I think the, the fact that I had been thinking about it for mm. a year mm. and just questioning, questioning everything, questioning mm. where I'm going. And I'm the type of, I'm quite an ideal idealist in mm. the sense that it's not enough to just be cool. Like, I, I need to be doing the best possible thing that I could be doing yeah. in, at this current moment. Yeah. And if I don't feel like I'm doing that, I'm, I'm not going to be satisfied. Um, so, yeah, after that, I was like, yeah, I think, I think this is it. And for me, as long as I know, the, the hardest part for me is figuring out what that is. Mm. Once I know what it is, I'm like... I've done the half of the battle is yeah. won just by knowing now mm. I just need to run with it so leaving uni um did an internship at Google oh yeah yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah tell us about this <laughs> so did that um that in, one in Ireland right no I did it in London oh okay yeah why yeah, did yeah. I feel like I, I got the Ireland one I did the act see yeah exactly okay. yeah so <laughs> Goes back to what I said about like the best possible. I had got a, an offer to do sales in Ireland. I wanted to do marketing. Mm. I turned it down in the hopes that I would get the marketing internship. Mm. So I asked them, can I like do a marketing interview instead? Waited six months after my offer to get the marketing interview and I didn't get it. Mm. so then that year it was done the google dream was over for that year mm. then I, I reapplied the year after again mm. so that was my the time that the year i actually did it was my third year applying okay um, yeah 
So each year something weird happened and then I did actually get the marketing role that yeah. I wanted yeah. in London. Um, and yeah, it was a wonderful time. Even that process, <laughs> that process though must have been quite challenging because, oh yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, mm. I was with you at Google in like 2017 yeah in ireland basically yeah yeah exactly yeah and so that's that's where we first met mm -hmm. and then like that's kind of like a taster program to like all of those things sales yeah. marketing and everything mm -hmm. like that and that's like at least for me that was probably that was probably one of the first times i was like leaving the country mm -hmm. to do anything like work related yeah. i don't know about um your experience Same. but i mean we didn't go too far it was like 30 minutes on the plane <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we left. it was really somewhere. Right there, I was filming outside the window. <laughs> Catching flights, not feeling. That was that was the so, vibe. Absolutely. So twenty minutes later, we landed, and yeah. then we landed in Ireland. We no, but that one, Ireland. that one was uh, my. This is what. Experience. This is what I'm saying. This is what. Exactly. Time, was, this is what dreams exactly. are made of. Me, like, you're living the life again like if you're from a certain area it doesn't matter where i'm going on the plane i got on the plane and we went somewhere do you know what i mean you what and I mean? it was very very important i'm passed and we went somewhere do you get what that i mean so we get off now like 20 minutes <laughs> later and then we get to dublin and i don't know about you but i just looked um i was just quite surprised by what i saw i just it just didn't look um it didn't look like london no. I, I've never been to Germany, but I felt like I was and in Germany. To be honest, I didn't really, I don't know, I didn't know what to expect. I don't know if I, I had didn't any know, expectations. But I think the money made me feel different. So when I say the money, I'm not talking about the salary, please. I'm talking about they use euros yeah. in Ireland. Mm. So that made me feel like, oh, okay, I am somewhere else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but we do that anyway. And I think it was a lot of fun, actually. It was a lot of fun. Got it to was. meet each other, got to meet other people. It was um, fun. And then you kind of decided based off of that experience that like, okay you still want to explore google but not sales yeah um yeah okay. so it was it was weird because i worked so hard for that interview mm. that i got the offer and mm. i said mm, wow yeah i actually got it yeah and i was like oh but i want to do marketing there yeah and then yeah it was the thing like oh do i take what i've been given or mm. do i risk it all and mm. I, I chose to risk it all I, I think even that's like good to like get into because um Again, if you're not really used to having much or like if this is all used to you, you can kind of feel like you should just clutch at everything that comes yeah. your way. And mm. like you've gone to Google. This is Google. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, as in, it's no you, small. And, and I feel like even today, times are a bit different, even though we're talking about 2017. We're now in 2022, where I feel like it's thankfully slightly more common to find yourself mm. in that place. Obviously, there's still a lot of work to do. But back when we're there now, 2017, I think I know a handful of people that have ever been there, like at that point, basically. Mm. And so you kind of have this feeling that like, this is a very rare opportunity, yeah. you know. Um, Definitely. You don't even really kind of understand how you've ended up at Google because it's like a tech company mm. and what is tech really? And all of these kind of questions and everything. But then you kind of sit in that and say, actually, I do still want something else, like as in you're still able to kind of like choose for yourself. Yeah. Um, I that, think that's super, I think it's a really important trait to have, to know that like you deserve like what you want. Basically. 100%. I think it wasn't easy. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I, I can comfortably say it now, but oh, when I, because obviously these risks don't always pay off. Mm. When I found out I didn't get the marketing thing, oh, I cried. Mm. I, I cried mm. in that car park in Singapore. Mm. <laughs> In Singapore, though, that's, you know, it's a good place to cry. 
yeah. But um, in the long run, it still worked out. Like it worked out. I did it the year, a year later than I wanted, but I had a year to prepare in it for mm. the interview. Yeah, I, I yeah, you not, smashed it. I it. Not <laughs> that interview again. You smashed it. Innit? Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, I didn't. That was the saddest part. I, said, oh. I, I, I prepared for a year. Yeah. And then, but grace of God, didn't it? Yeah. He said this one has tried. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's, let me let's make a way. Let's 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 try. So you do it anyway, and then did you end up anyway. getting the marketing internship yes. in London. Um, um, what was that like? That was the best thing, and I think it was perfect timing mm. because I think I don't think I would have appreciated what that opportunity was as much as I did mm. um, if I, that whole process wasn't like that. I appreciated it ten times more having gone through that process and that journey to get there. And I said, I'm not going to throw it away if that mm. makes sense. And mm. I said, God, if I just get onto this program don't worry <laughs> don't yeah. worry i'm gonna make sure <laughs> it's not just I'm me i'm gonna roll several times yeah you know we promised <laughs> god the most when we want so he's probably looking at you look at this one <laughs> the plans were many yeah but to be fair like i stuck to them um mm. and like um yeah that's kind of what inspired the event that i did at google mm. um and it was kind of to help show the pathway for people um, from disadvantaged backgrounds or underrepresented groups, um, the, like how, how you can navigate this process to Google and more specifically like creative roles within mm. the space. Because I felt even from within Google, I felt like it was still very mysterious mm. how you ended up in, the, like, in creative roles there. Obviously there's the Creative Lab, is it called the Creative Lab? Something like that. I don't know. It's been a very long <laughs> time on my end. Yeah. <laughs> There's the zeros and stuff like that. But how you actually get in there, mystery. Um, mm. So that was something, that was all like things that I was trying to figure out whilst I was there. And then did the event at the end to kind of show people, guys, this is my discovery. Yeah. yeah. Take, it, <laughs> yeah. take it and do what this you will. This is what I found out. Um, and yeah, like that was, that was a great um, experience. And my team kind of banded around me to help me like put together um the event um and then overall like they also created the opportunity for me to do a lot of what i was interested in which was like the more creative stuff um video mm. film that kind of stuff and they're like okay like so there were some projects that weren't initially what i was meant to do that mm. became something to do because um that was just my interest so i worked on a video campaign whilst i was there um not in the most creative way because <laughs> it was still Google and it was still very much a pro more from a project management angle. Mm. But I loved that I was given the opportunity to like still kind of work on stuff that I was interested in whilst I was there. I find that interesting because uh, obviously we were just speaking about Jamal. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing is one of his like biggest moments, like at least for me growing up, was his Google advert. Like mm. they had a Google advert about him basically, like wow. about how he kind of started with the camera and everything. Um, and it's just kind of weird how life works in terms of like you meet him, he kind of gives back, mm -hmm. you go there, you kind of give back, and then like, all these kind of it's, it's yeah, all these kind of it weird, all, all these all kind connects. of weird things. Um, um, yeah, no, definitely, it was a ten out of ten would recommend the experience. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're at Google now. Yeah. Um, at this point, you're obviously right now as I'm speaking to you, not at Google, mm -mm. right? Okay, yeah. so you don't stay at Google. No. Why? Oh, okay. So this one was a tricky one because at this point I'm at, I'm at Google and I'm having a whirl of a time. Mm. Um, and I'm like, this is the kind of environment that I would love to work in, but this isn't necessarily the type of work that I think I should be doing. Mm. 
And then it became the, like, again, the question of, uh, like, uh, everything that I've done before as well, the SBTV thing, all my thinking alone in my room mm. in Singapore, I was like, I feel like I should be doing something more mm. creative. Um, but is, is Google the right place for me to do that? Am I going to be able to do that here? Um, and thinking about it, I was like, I don't have the portfolio or the work to even pitch myself as a creative person here. Mm. Um, do If I stay here, will I eventually kind of transition out of that role or do I need to leave and create like the work that I I know that I need to create or that I want to create um, mm. and go the more uncomfortable route? Mm. Um, so, yeah. I was like, actually, I think I think I need to go and just do the work and build the portfolio because that was a situation that I, I, I didn't actually like, actually, because I feel like I was in the right place with the right people. I spoke, I had networks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I met a lot of good people who actually did want to help me. I just didn't have the work. Mm. And I was like, damn, mm. imagine I'm talking to you and you can change my life, yeah. but I don't have the work for you to even give me the opportunity. Yeah. So I was like, I need to go and do the work. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then after that, you just that made was, the decision basically. And yeah. Said, okay. To be fair, they didn't even like. I would have had to still like apply for some sort, find the role of the right role that I wanted, and still go through that process to Again. get the job. It wasn't just a given. Yeah. But I just decided that I don't think I'm that was gonna the pursue route. That, yeah. Basically, that wasn't the route that I was gonna take. So okay. yeah, kind of jumped off the bandwagon and. Decided to just do the work. Just, yeah, do the work in the deep end. So what did that, did you have a, an idea in your mind of like, okay, these are the types of things I'm going to create. This is who I'm going to speak to. Was it like completely crystal clear how no. you were going to do that? No. Or was it just vibes? Vibes. <laughs> <laughs> it was vibes. I, like at the time I was like, oh yeah, gonna, gonna just chill for a bit. Cause obviously mm. this was right after uni, finished the internship now. I was like, okay few months time I was about to go to America as well with Google but on their creative campus um thing I did a lot of Google programs mm. um and then I, I said after I, after that it makes more sense for me to get a job after I do that um after I travel and all of that kind of stuff so coming back um now um I also went to I also went to Nigeria on holiday. That was also oh I was going to bring all of this up anyway. You get what I mean? I was uh, we were going to talk about this anyway. So we're going to talk about Nigeria or even just um, there was something you went to yeah and you were definitely like the first person I knew that went to that type of thing. It was like a I don't know if it was like a film festival, mm. but it was something. I don't know if you remember what I'm speaking about. You went to to some sort of festival basically, and it had to do with like visual storytelling and you have what a post about it, it. So was it was it was that was, was it can is that what did you have you been to that yeah yeah that's what we're talking about yeah oh yeah that, yeah. That's that was that about. was part of like the google creative campus program. yeah 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 um and that was yeah a program that i entered entered and i had to make like a sh not a short film it was like my entry was meant to be about my life mm. but it was like a video and i could tell it tell my story however i wanted to mm. so i just created this video and um, got my friends to help me shoot stuff and i, I tried to make it really creative that was my best shot i did yeah, actually yeah. give that one my best shot um and yeah took us to america took us to Cannes film festival as well mm. is it not film festival 
Cannes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, because that's why I didn't say the film festival because I don't think it was a film festival, festival, but it definitely was the advertising one. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys, I don't know the real name, but it's the advertising (laughs) one. Yeah, and that opened my eyes. Mm. I said, "Wow!" First of all, I was like, "Okay, cool." Like when you try your best, you can really get these kind of opportunities. Yeah. Second of all, um, it was a whole different world than like just. I met so many people whilst I was out there. Mm. Um, it was just a great opportunity to see what was possible and see like there was so many like inspiring talks and stuff that I went to. Um, and I like I, I was on the pro- it was like a learning program and like we were taught by like um, like amazing people in the industry. Um, a guy called Abraham and a guy called Maxi. Um, and that like they were like just riding for us mm. um, and everyone on we were all still in the group chat till this day and mm. we're all kind of just looking out for each other and it's like it was like 30 something people from everywhere in the world like mm. everywhere from Nigeria to um, India to everywhere yeah so yeah it's just a beautiful beautiful opportunity I think one of the things I'm realizing even as I'm speaking to you is that like travel has been an opportunity for for you to reflect on like mm. the decisions that you're making in your life mm. so obviously you were in Singapore you're thinking deeply about like you know like am I on the right path am I doing mm. what like am I giving my best basically mm. in life and then you get the opportunity as well to go to where was this um so you say you, you they took you to America uh, so it was yeah it was America it was a two-part okay, thing yeah. so it was America yeah. first yeah and we, we went to the Google campus there for like a week. And then I kind of did my own detour. At yeah. the end, went to LA for like a couple of days, um, came back. Then it was, um, Cannes, Cannes Lions Festival was in um, France? France. Yeah, France, in, yeah. Okay, so it seems like travel was just this opportunity for you to reflect at certain points of your life, as I said, mm. kind of in Singapore, thinking about what direction you're gonna take. Um, in America, whether it's like what you were doing there specifically or your detour or France um, or even Ireland, you know, uh, these have all been opportunities for you to kind of see what's more, um, Mm. what more there is to life and what more there is to like you and like your purpose here. Um, Mm. So that's something I find super, super interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so you've done this now, Mm. you've left Google now, you decide to do this work that you speak of. Um, What do you work on first? Uh, first thing I work on is a short film. Yeah, amazing. Um, yeah, and it was funny because I, I started at that point, did another program called Creative Mental Network. Um, and it started around September time, just after I finished my internship. So it was perfect timing. They give mm. you a mentor and you have a goal mm. and to complete by the end of the mentorship period. It was a four months period. So he asked me, what do you want to do? And I said, oh, yeah, um, I'm trying to get into this film thing. Like, it, like I, it would be nice to make a short film. Mm. I was like, OK, let's do it. I said, oh, OK. That easy, yeah. <laughs> Just like that. And like, he was like, OK, so step one, you have to, you have to write the script. And then he was like, OK, we're going to meet on Sunday. And then we'll go from there. You write your story. Don't give yourself any limitations. Write the story that you want to tell. Mm. I said, wow, okay. Um, and yeah, from there, it was week by week, one one task at a time, mm. putting this film together. I was, I don't think I was expecting, you know when you say things willy-nilly and you don't even deep that this man is really going to take you seriously? Take you seriously, yeah, 100%. But, um, yeah. yeah, bless him, he really led the way. And yeah. it was, yeah, I, just, I think without him, I don't think I would have, the path would have been... Um, 
so clear. I, I don't think I would have jumped into it so soon, but that was an intensive process. Um, had a, a bit of money saved from Google, mm. <laughs> nice people. <laughs> um, and then I used that kind of sustained me mm. for that period and to f help fund the film. Mm. Um, and yeah, um, that I shot that, um, finally shot that in January 2020 or 2020? Oh, okay, I was gonna say, um, yeah, probably, 20, <laughs> 20, probably 2020, yeah. Um, yeah, 2020, and then what was it about? What was it 21? It might have been 20, no, I feel like it was 2020, yeah, because I know 20, the, the short yes. film that you're talking yes, about, yes, yeah. Yes, yes, what was um, it about? <laughs> yes, yes, um, it was about um, a young girl's experience with social anxiety, mm. um, and also just dealing having to deal with something um, and feeling like you can't rely on anyone else to help you. Mm. Um, and yeah, that was essentially this experience that I was trying to translate. Um, did it through um, a challenge with like a typical experience that you like you have if you do struggle with social anxiety, which is like, like performance anxiety and stuff like that. So it was about this girl and she had an opportunity to finally do a solo in her choir and she'd always wanted to do that. Um, so it was about how how she navigates this opportunity mm. um, and her determination to succeed despite the struggle that she she knows she deals with and will probably face in this in this situation. Um, so yeah, that was um, a story I really uh, wanted to share because it's relatable and it was something that I personally struggled. I was with. just about to ask. Yeah, yeah. Where the inspiration. Came that from. was that was the inspiration. I think growing up. Um, I struggled with that a lot and it felt so outside of my control mm. um but i knew that that wasn't an experience that only i could mm. relate to and a lot of people felt like how i feel but i i still get nerves from time to time now um, and i still feel anxious in certain situations but back then it was a different level <laughs> yeah yeah to now um yeah. and just knowing i look back and laugh at some of the situations because like anything performance anything in like where cam like whether it's camera or anything on me, mm. it's just like it was all long. Yeah, it's just slightly it uncomfortable. Long. Yeah. yeah. So for me, that was like a story that I knew because you know they like they always say like when you're starting with writing or whatever, like write what you know. So I was like, oh, okay, that's mm. something that I know and I can identify with. So I started there. Just started there. I think it's interesting that like mentorship has also been like a key theme as well, just in your journey. Mm. You've had like significant mentors that you kind of sort out really whether it's like okay I need to apply for this program because then I'm going to get someone to help me mm, and everything mm, mm. and then the details start to become a bit clearer as they guide you um around that and I think especially with what you're doing um I can imagine you already have these ideas and stories that you want to tell mm. and then you meet these people and learn that there's like a method to the madness almost there are like yeah. there's a discipline here yeah. you know that you need to kind of like there's respect some steps yeah you need to follow yeah. to get to the end goal yeah. which is definitely true um, um what was that like just kind of learning that like because I, I i find this concept so, so interesting that like there's a talent that you have that's super raw mm. and you just kind of think about it creatively right mm. you just have stories that you want to tell mm. and then you meet these professionals mm. and they tell you that like oh this part of your story is called this and this is how it works, you know mm, what I mean? Mm, mm. Like, is that is that freeing or is that like limiting? Freeing? Because mm. you can't you can't do what you don't know. 
if that makes sense. Or you can't mm. just struggle to do it well mm. anyway. And there's certain opportunities that I'm even taking up now that is only because someone told me that exists. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I work full-time as a director's assistant whilst also directing. I did not know a director's assistant was a role. Yeah. Someone told me. I said, oh, yeah. is that so? Yeah. From there, we created the roadmap as to how I can get in a position like that, which is, of course, handy for like directing and stuff like that, because I'm literally doing everything that the director does on a smaller scale. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think mentorship has been incredible in terms of that, because I think they show you how it can be done and how you can make the most out of whatever creative idea yeah. that you have. And then also the network. Because um, I didn't go to film school or any of this. Yeah. So my network came from, one, meeting people through the hundreds of programmes I did. Mm. Two, like, mentorship. Mentors then introducing me to other people. Mm. And those people then, like, playing some sort of role in some way or opening this door or that door. Every job I've applied for, there was people that knew people <laughs> mm. where I was applying that to. That like, applying yeah mm. <laughs> kind of thing and all of those things help mm. um so yeah i would say like mentorship i think it's super important because yeah. like in the creative space it's unlike say professional services as in like uh accountancy and things of that nature because you can kind of step back and see that oh, okay once i get here i then go here and i then go here and i become this type mm. of thing but as you say it's a lot murkier Very in this space murky you didn't even know what a director's assistant murky. was murky. um that must be just it must be as you say and it's strange because even at google you felt like things were still mysterious yeah you get deeper into the actual industry so you're closer mm. to something now mm -mm. but it's still a bit mysterious yeah. and you meet these people along the way that kind of like this kind of guiding light yeah. um, and that I think is amazing just because it's something that you kind of didn't necessarily sit down and wait for that like, like oh okay maybe I'll happen to meet somebody someday that kind of you know will inspire me in this way no. but you kind of go out there and look for these programs look for these mentors basically yeah. it's just about like for me it's about like creating the work and finding the people mm. and then once you do both they connect if that mm. makes sense like a lot of the mentors i found or the people that have supported me like they saw what i was doing do you know what i mean and they're like oh she's trying do yeah i mean they just want to see someone that will try mm. and you'll be surprised like a lot of like a lot of them were even surprised that i even reached out or like do you know what i mean like not all of the mentors were through programs some were just people i dm'd on instagram i was mm. like help me mm. <laughs> i don't know where i'm going i don't know what i'm mm, doing mm. please just help me mm. and they're like oh like i respect that not, yeah. not many people actually really? you know what I, mean? I, I think we need to talk about this part of it as well because the amount of things that i've experienced just because i've dm'd somebody on instagram is insane like even mm. jamal himself i dm'd on instagram like there are loads of other people as well who have just sent a message to you and in your heart of hearts, you're like, okay, I don't know whether they'll respond. Mm. But either way, like, I've done my part. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's like, the thing. You have to, like, you have to really put your pride aside and think, okay, mm. I have nothing to lose if they don't, like, mm. if I message and they don't respond, okay, I'm in the same position that I started in. Yeah. If they, but what if they do? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, literally, that, the, the person that I did DM, actually, a, a lovely director called Savannah Leaf, she was the one that told me that you could be a director's assistant. Mm. She gave me my first opportunity um at academy films to be one and help me figure out how i could do it full time mm. and that was from a dm yeah you know i mean 
Change, yeah. change my life. I think it's, <laughs> I, I do think like I still kind of like I'm still trying to wrap my head around this concept that everybody, or at least almost everybody we want to speak to in this world is now like super accessible to mm, us. Like that very. concept is like I think I'm beginning the older I get I'm beginning to like fully like grasp it. Um because I still I send these DMs and I get responses and everything like that. But um, it's definitely something I kind of just want to like even say out loud for people to hear because mm -hmm. the person you want to message has the same app that you use, and strangely enough, they might actually they might actually just like, see ge it like genuinely, genuinely. Mm. And even if they don't, there's other ways. Mm. Like even like in terms of right now, like there's people that I've, I'm like, okay, this one didn't work. How can, who does she know? That yeah, like yeah. you have to want it. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pride just has to go out of the window. Yeah. You actually, if you want, if you want to meet someone, or you think, um, or even if you think you have something um, to offer them, yeah. like just there's ways. You just have to want want to do it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I agree, and I think like just in case, perhaps like anyone watching is thinking, okay, well, I can imagine they're thinking a few things. First of all, maybe what do I say? Mm. But then also. Um, I think one of the biggest things, just having spoken to people that usually get those DMs, mm, mm, mm. Um, one of their biggest complaints is that like sometimes there isn't a clear ask, ask. for yeah, example. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I you're just that. kind of expressing your, yeah, yeah. I don't even know what emotion it is, but mm. you just want to meet them. Yeah. And it's like, why? why? Yeah. yeah. And then there's um, the other half of that, which is then you get some people who just kind of go in there in almost in like an entitled way, mm. no kind of real curtsy or mm. no kind of just etiquette. And I think even those things are things that some communities take for granted, right? But we don't, you don't necessarily learn these things mm. in school, right? Like you just kind of have true. to perhaps see somebody else do it or like ask for advice or ask for help and everything like that. Um, so I just don't want to make it look like it's something that perhaps everybody can naturally do. grasp yeah, and no, do. Like, I understand why some people don't. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, it can be difficult. And yeah, no, 100%. There's definitely, it can be sticky. Some people don't even like want to help. And it's, mm. and you may not even be in the position to know exactly what you, do you know what I mean? Mm, like, yeah. when you don't even know what you're getting at, but you yeah. know you're trying to get at something, yeah. it's, it can be difficult to have a clear ask. Um, but I think some people will be understanding of that. Do you mm. know what I mean? If you explain the situation, I think context is important. Mm. I think when you're saying, oh, like, can you help me? I think what what I try to do is give context to like where I'm at and where I'm trying to go. Yeah, yeah. And if I lack clarity and where I'm trying to go, I'll, I'll say that, do you yeah. know what I mean? People appreciate honesty yeah. at the end of the day. Um, so you don't have to have everything. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think like even on my side, like one of the things I try and do as well is whoever you're speaking to, have some sense of like, have an idea of like their work, right? Yeah. So I will like specifically kind of pinpoint that like, oh, you did this and like I had a question about like this specific part, yeah, for example. Yeah, yeah. Show that you care, yeah, like have yeah, an interest yeah. There's basically. There's a reason why you chose that. Yeah, exa exactly. Yeah. Not that like this message could be sent to somebody else and, type yeah, of thing, yeah. 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 Um, so I think that helps. Does but um, okay, today. Speak yeah. to us about today. What you're today. working on today? Okay. Yeah. Right. Today, working on a few things. Mm. Um, wrapping up a couple older projects that mm. I directed or worked on, or whatever. Um, and then, obviously, I spoke about um, my work as a director's assistant full time. Mm. Um, Let's get into that okay. because there are a lot of things that I've seen your name on. And you know what's the funniest thing was this is this is genuinely how it happened. So I'm watching one of my favorite artists, um, 
I'm watching one of my favorite artists. I'm watching his music video, basically. I'm watching the music video now, and I'm the kind of person that, like, when I watch videos, I really watch it. Like, I like to see the, the story being told and the cinematography and all this kind of stuff. And then it gets to the end of the video, and I see the credits. It was either the end of the video or the beginning of the video. I think it was the end of the video. Okay, I think it was the end of the video. And I see, I see your name in the credits. I'm thinking, what? I get out my phone and I'm like, no, nah, I'm so sure that this is, this is Stephanie, you know what I mean? And then I see the post like a day later, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously we're talking about uh, Dave's video, we're talking about Vedansk. Mm. Like, talk us through that, yeah, that, that experience. That whole thing. Mm. That was one of my favourite projects to work on as a director's assistant because that was really a team effort mm. and that was really like a mission impossible kind of thing we've got hundred percent to, to, to create this thing throw this thing together edit and done delivery date part of me didn't believe we would make it by the delivery mm. date but we somehow we we did mm. um and i think that was a project that like i was so personally invested in there mm. was decisions i had even me i was nervous when it was mm. <laughs> when it was coming out i said damn this is really like it was nice because it was it was definitely a group effort. Everyone had to try their best for it to actually come out on time mm. and to make it work. When it even came out, I was still on my way home from work. We yeah. literally wrapped it up and it came out that same yeah. um, hour. Um, so how do these things work? Is it that like the artist has their idea of what they want their video to, to, to be like? Because mm. obviously the songs are there to give you context to mm -hmm. what the video should kind of speak to. Yeah. Um, are you kind of just following orders or do you have creative you know, flexibility in terms of how it comes out? So it depends on the artist and it depends on the brief. Mm. Um, some briefs are really, really like it's going to be in a bar. And there's going to be two people. There's going to be they're going to fall in love. They're going mm. to leave it. Some some briefs are very much a an idea of itself and then it's up to you to like execute that mm. and add your own like creative sprinkle to that brief mm. some are very open it's just like create create what you want kind of mm. thing um and depend yeah and then it depends on the artist the artists like dave are very creatively involved he yeah. co-directs a lot of his videos so he usually has a vision or an idea of what he wants um and then our job is to kind of help facilitate make know, make that happen make it happen yeah yeah, yeah. and then it is like it's just a bit like it's a yeah it's a collaboration i guess mm, with the artists and the with actual the crew and the crew um so it's like director and artist will kind of go back and forth try and be on the same page and then whatever is agreed the director will then communicate that to the rest of the crew and like yeah hopefully we'll make a so how does that how does that even just feel like what does that experience feel like because as i say this is even someone i'm speaking as a fan like mm -hmm. i'm a fan of his work i'm a fan mm -hmm. of his like artistry in mm -hmm. general like the songs the videos mm -hmm. what's it like to kind of be a part of that process perhaps when you're um you you actually are a fan of that person yeah. or you know you come across them before yeah, yeah, given yeah. that like there was a time where you just you know you're sitting in your room in singapore thinking yeah. you know <laughs> you know <laughs> crying in singapore um how am i going to you know get to yeah, get yeah. to this place what's that like like, do you take it in? Do you feel it at all? Um, there's moments where I've really deep. I think when I first started, like one of my first ever projects was mm. um, Clash, which was Dave and Stormzy. Mm. And just which going is a from... great song, <laughs> great song. It is a great song. Yeah, um, outrageous was... drip in that song. No, <laughs> seriously, the, the the jacket he had was absurd. Like, as in, he had one large pink jacket. 
It was great. It was wonderful. Yeah. Um, but like even just that one was one of my first projects, very small scale in terms of what I was like my involvement. But that that was like a step. It it showed me like wow, like I'm really here doing what mm. I thought. I'm, I'm meant to do. I didn't really think it would lead mm. to this, but mm. now I'm laughing with Storm. Yeah. <laughs> doing kiki with Stormzy. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's weird. I think that one was like a first moment where I was like, wow, this is really real. W- really real. And I think I have value to offer here. Mm. Or they, they believe it enough for me to even be here. Mm. Um, and then it's just great. I think after a while you get, you get used to it, but mm. at the same time, there's very, like, there's moments because I get a lot of responsibility in terms of like, like how we come up with the ideas. Um, I work with a director called Nathan James Tetty. Um, mm. And like very, we very, come up- Very, um, seasoned and very Yeah, very, popular. very established mm. in like, the, especially the music video space. Yep. And, and we work very closely together. We come up with ideas together. Um, we write the treatments together. We Okay. The first time you said this word treatment to me, <laughs> I thought like, cause I was like, she doesn't study medicine. What, do you know what I mean? Like, as in, <laughs> What is a treatment? treatment. Explain to people. Um, So a treatment is just um, a pitch deck Mm. for the director's vision of that video or film or whatever. So it's basically just a breakdown um, and yeah, a pitch of what they think their version of the film should be. Mm. And like directors kind of go head to head. It's meant to be standard free directors. Yeah. Sometimes I see crazy numbers. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you pitch for that like project or you, you pitch, pitch for, for that, that project mm. and you like, they'll sit down with all the treatments and say, hmm, this is a nice version. Hmm, okay, this one is interesting. Hmm, mm. I like the colors here. And then it's up to them to kind of, it's, a, it's, a, it's either, the, there's a commissioner on the other side and, and then the artist um, and it's kind of like, and there's other people, management and stuff. And it's just like a, I guess it's a decision between all of those people, mm. which director um, wins. Gets it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then they make the film. Cool. Cool. Okay. So you're at this point now, um, mm. you're um, directing and, and being involved in these music videos, mm. but then you you're also doing different types of content as mm-hmm. well. And so like the YouTube originals one is one that stands out to me as something mm. that like I thought was just like incredible, like definitely just kind of walk us through um, that experience. Oh, thank you. Um, so that one I shot in January 2021. Um, yeah, January 21. And that was a crazy time. That one was commissioned by YouTube originals. I entered a competition um well it was more like a course mm. that i i um applied for um and it was like part of it was like at the end you'll get the opportunity if you get onto the course you get the opportunity to pitch a short film to youtube originals i said mm. Mm, okay yeah i might give it a go gave it a go um got onto the program did my treatment that was my first <laughs> that might have been my first treatment mm. um and i pitched it and yeah they picked three of us to to make the uh, short film or documentary mm. um and it was it had to be music based mm. um mine was about um the female experience in the the rap industry industry yeah um and yeah that was a, we had like f- three weeks mm. four weeks max to from putting the idea together to shooting it to editing everything and this was like over the christmas period yeah so people are out of action for yeah some, do you know what i mean yeah. so it was tight t for tight <laughs> mm. um 
But I like we just banded together and like tried our best to make the best film we possibly could. That yeah. one, um, I just realized you you do what you can, but you have to just. I, no, no film has caused me that anxiety. More, more stress. Yeah, <laughs> but you, like, you have to accept that not every you can't control everything. Mm. Whilst I was on set, I didn't even know who was going. Like I was like, just let's hope that they show up. Like yeah. it was one of them ones. But yeah. in the end, we made a solid film. The final cut was very different to the first one, but you just had to keep going and until mm. we find the gold in what we've shot. Um, and yeah, that was. I, I find it kind of ironic how like obviously you're a director mm. and one of the lessons you learn during this experience is that you cannot control everything. Mm. Directors quite literally control, control. the way yeah. that the narrative yeah. appears. <laughs> and so like that just must be such a strange thing for you to kind of have to sit with yeah. given the role um, yeah. that you um, work in as well. Would you say that's something that you're comfortable with now? I think I'm more comfortable with it mm. now. I think... The other, like not long ago, I just directed my first music video by mm. myself, um, and is it out? It's not out yet. Oh, okay, because I was gonna ask. April. <laughs> oh, okay. April will be out. Yeah. Um, but that was interesting because I assumed that I would be nervous like how I was mm. all the way back when um, I shot my la directed my last thing, which was the YouTube mm. um, originals thing. But I think because. Because I have so much experience in other capacities, whether it's director, um, director's assist, or um, I've just been on set a lot over the past year, which means that, like, unknowingly, I've done I've done all the parts of it a lot, like many times. Mm. Um, so doing like doing the music video was actually a lot more comfortable than I thought it would be. Mm. Um, and you get used to the fact that things go wrong all the time and you just get good at like fixing it like because mm. we've done it so many times it's like oh like we've never we've always shot it do you know what I mean yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like in the end like even when there's oh we can't find a location I'm like yeah but when have we got into the day and there's no location it's yeah. never happened yeah. so it'll be all right you, you get kind I mean? of comfortable with that like level of uncertainty yeah almost. you yeah. have to get used to it otherwise It'll be tough. Yeah, you just won't, you won't rest. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> you have to actually accept that it will be all right. And there's a level of trust in the process. So I've realised like with directing, it's about controlling what you can and mm. leaving the rest to mm, God. To God. <laughs> really vibes, vibes. Really and truly, that is it. And when, once you get to that place, directing becomes a lot more enjoyable. Because mm. that, that's also something I also wanted to ask actually. Um, because you kind of say that like this is something you always kind of knew you would enjoy and then mm. obviously the kind of closer you get to it and yeah. as the details kind of emerge you figure out like what parts of it you enjoy the most yeah, right yeah, yeah. but I think sometimes the fear is that if you now almost commercialize like what you enjoy that you may kind of fall out of love like with mm. it so maybe it's just that you like making these stories and you like putting it out but perhaps like at least in my head sometimes the way I rationalize some of these things is that if I start doing this as a full-time job, will I still enjoy, still enjoy it? it. Um, is that something you kind of faced? Um, good question. I still, I still love it. Um, it comes with its struggles doing it day to day, but I don't think it's because of the craft, it's because of what comes with it, mm. if that makes sense. So it's like the politics, the, um, it's the, like, the, like, the expectations of making, like, 
when you're directing something anyway, it's like just trying to keep everybody happy and stuff mm. like that. However, um, I don't necessarily face that yet because um, I still work as a director's assistant for the majority of my time. Mm. So um, I'm in a role that is like, I can do all the creative stuff without as much of the policy because not everything is my responsibility, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. So um, I think when I do get to direct and stuff, it still feels exciting and it still feels like, ah, we're back yeah. here again kind of thing. Um, but I do think away from that, when it does become work, um, then it has to be a case of finding new hobbies. And that's something that I did. Mm. I realised that like, oh, I don't have any hobbies anymore. Mm. This was my hobby. Yeah, this was what I did. And now I do this every day of my life. So it's like now it's like I'm still navigating the process of finding things that I enjoy again. Um, music. I love music. And obviously I work with music videos as well. But mm. um, outside, outside of that, I wanted to be a producer first. before I wanted like, to, a, like, a, uh, like a music producer. Mm, like, that's mm. what I wanted to do. Mm. Um, so like I'm like slowly like tapping back into like learning instruments again and yeah. all of that because yeah man you have to find stuff that you love that you don't have to make money from. Or I, I actually really love that because I think sometimes in people's minds when they have commercialized these hobbies that's it for the hobbies then like there can't be anything else that mm. like I can do in my spare time because that's just what you associate that word like yeah, with yeah. you know what I mean yeah um but I think it's super important as you said because I think doing those things in your spare time like actually gives you just more room to focus on what it is that you have commercialized basically yeah. like it yeah, just feels a lot more freeing yeah. yeah it's like you're not it doesn't consume exactly. your entire life because i did feel like at one point it was really consuming my life mm. and then i realized outside of that when things started to go wrong mm. I, I, when i look around there's, there's nothing else <laughs> do you know yeah, what i mean there's yeah. nothing to run to because i've made this my whole life mm. do you know what i mean and there was a pr like even not seeing friends as much, all of that kind of stuff. It creeps in slowly. Before yeah. you know it, yeah. you don't have a life. Yeah, before you know it, yeah, it's all four or five years and you haven't spoken you haven't to this person. Made. Yeah. And I realised yeah. this can happen very quickly. And mm. yeah, so I had to really check myself. It's weird because ironically, again, it's like, obviously you, you spend so much time feeding into other people's like narratives and other people's stories, but like yeah. your own kind of story, your own journey, yeah. you know, your, your own kind of personal. You can start to yeah. disappear. Take another turn. Yeah. yeah. Bars. <laughs> Mixtape coming out <laughs> soon. <laughs> Watch so out, guys. Watch yeah. On this topic of stories, um, yeah. what does the next one look like for you? What excites Ooh. you about the future? Um, um, what excites me about the future? What are you trying to learn? I think mm. what excites me about the future is that no matter how, like even speaking about this journey, it's, it's rarely that I walk through the whole journey mm. like this. Mm. It's very interesting. But um, it's like, no matter how, how, like, even though I've come a long way, I know I have so much, like, more to achieve and to do. Um, and I think so on, on some days it can be annoying because mm. I'm like, damn, this journey is hella long. Mm. Um, but actually, it's actually nice to think that, like, there's so much more that we can create and stories to tell. Um, and I think the next chapter is just, like, creating more work. Um, and telling more stories that I think need to be told and mm. um yeah and telling it in ways that I feel like are unique and haven't been done before um at the end of the day all of this that we're doing is like it's we're here to enjoy it mm. um and I think I really want to have more fun with my art and 
also be less precious precious about it as well because I think there's certain like there's some thing, films that I've been working on for years and it's like ah this should have, this one should have come out yeah. a long time ago yeah. but like I want to have fun with it um, and I want to take it to another level mm. um, so I, I'm looking to direct more going forward um, write more as well um, and yeah create some exciting stuff create some more stuff I yeah. love it I love it <laughs> well before we go uh, where can people find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram, um, Stephanie Dinmar. No, Stephanie dot Dinmar. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not really Twitter. I'm not very active, to be honest. Yeah, Instagram is yeah. your best bet. <laughs> yeah. Amazing, amazing. Well, we are great. your favorite people on your favorite show. Nope, I'm out. I hope this conversation inspires you to put things to bed, to rest. And I think that will be it for this episode. Love it.